Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Differential. Oh, sorry, of the Premier League Pulse pod, um, podcast. Uh, I remain your host, Desha Doherty. I should have said this is brought to you by the Differential FPL podcast. Um, right now, um, this is a video podcast. I'm not at home, as you can see, I'm in my car. Um, but um, I'm out here doing this for you guys. Also, I'm in my government attire, as you can see. <laughs> but... Uh, here we go. Uh, with us today, we have Alex, Alex OG. Alex, how's it going? How you doing? What's good, bro? How you doing? So, yeah, you remain the co-host. I remain the co-host because I've replaced your life. Because your life is not <laughs> work anymore. So, I've yeah. replaced the punk ass. No man. Shall I for me for us? Maybe we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get to my next one. Nice one. Thanks for coming through. And returning, I think it's the first time we've had them this year. Returning is Fisayo. Fisaya, how far? Like, how you know why he's here, man. Six nil. Let's get to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. I, I, I was asked to come on after the Liverpool win, and I said I couldn't come on. So it's not about... <laughs> because, because Liverpool won. No man, this Alex. I mean, before I mean, we're gonna discuss the Arsenal win, obviously. I know that talking points of the Premier League, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about Nigeria's obviously uh, lost to. Um, Ivory Coast yesterday. Like you guys, I'm sure you guys were disappointed with the display. Uh, Fisai, how did you see that game yesterday? If if we're being honest, Ivory Coast would deserve winners. Yeah. Like from the from the start of the game, like you could see they had like a clear game plan. All we wanted to do was just sit back and try and hit them on the counter. But even even when we tried to hit on the counter, we couldn't string like two passes together. Like, Osimhen was so isolated. Just him with, like, four defenders around him. The tactics were just awful. Like, I know picked the final to have his worst game of the tournament. Wobi was pretty much, like, anonymous. Chukwizik was awful. So the, the tactics, yeah, like, Ivory Coast deserved it. They kept on putting pressure, putting pressure, putting pressure, and we couldn't, like, hold them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And um, one thing, because uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, go out to Adio, I know, for having, you know, a poor game. You know, I'm a fucking Chelsea guy. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean what do you expect? But uh, anyways, um, funny, what I watched, and when I watched him play, he did make some mistakes. But I feel like the coach as well did not give him any help. Because, man, when you have Adingra, maybe the guy underestimated Adingra. He hadn't heard of him. You know, but Adingra is a, is a Premier League player, man. You know, he's not a small boy. And once, and all I know is not, I know it's not like a proper Premier League player. It's not, it's not like good enough for, 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 for a top team in the Premier League. And when the guy started seeing that Digger was giving him problems, I feel like you should have deployed some help to that, to that, to that wing and say, okay, you know what? Let's double team this Adigra guy because this guy looks like he's the one that is bringing the, he's bringing the fire. And we didn't, <clears throat> I know suffered. He started to lose confidence, I believe. And then that just kept on going out to, throughout the rest of the game. But um, that that's what I thought about it as well. But you know, I, I felt sorry. I kind of felt sorry for Aino because I felt like if he had more help, I think he would have done better. You know. But um, that's that. I mean, Alex, how did you see the game as well? Did you did you watch it? Yeah, I watched when, it. I I, th- I think we're going 
I think we're going after the wrong individual here when we say I know. Mm -hmm. And I get it. He had a bad game. But I'll ask both of you a question. Who is supposedly meant to be the African player of the year? Mm, there you go. Who? Bro. Who? who? I, want the, I want the answer. Alex, Alex, let me learn. Let me learn. You started. I'm about to land it. I'll let you land. I agree. Like, I agree with the first part, the saying that we're. We're looking at the wrong people. The person I think we, we should blame the most is the coach. But then you can mm -hmm. go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the coaches want to set up the tactics and everything. But mm -hmm. my issue is with the guy who is claiming to be the king of Africa, Victor. Mm -hmm. That guy is no king. He's no mm -hmm. king. He's what, scored one goal the entire AFCON and he's bigging up his chest. He's For me, he's the person we should be going after because at the end of the day, we can blame the coach, yes, but those awful tactics but if Victor was a big game player if he was the player that we all think he can be or is he would have somewhat made his made his mark in yesterday's game because we've seen big strikers man when your team is not playing well I see you put them on your back and you make it happen look at Hala one chance one goal that's what mm. we needed from Victor yesterday in fact that's right. what we needed from him all tournaments he didn't show up this tournament in my opinion mm. and yesterday when we needed him he didn't step up so that's who mm. I, I will personally blame. Yes, the coach can do this, can do that. Remember Portugal when they won the Euros? Mm -hmm. Portugal didn't play well, but Ronaldo yeah, made yeah. sure. He told that coach, listen, I'm king, yeah, I'm the king. And he made mm -hmm. sure the coach almost built that team around him. So when I, when I heard things like Victor was isolated, this and that, Victor's big enough to tell that coach, listen, let it all become closer to me, push this one. He should have done that. But he was just there running around like a headless chicken. So I blame I blame Victor and I blame Chelsea. I know I'm blaming Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea catching straight here. I blame Chelsea fans like Manny and Cole who kept bigging up Victor and made that man look like <laughs> anyway. Forget Afghan man. I got before, before we move on from Afghan. I, yeah. I, I think he's a good player, but I think people are like people are putting him up too high, so the expectations yeah. were too high. I wasn't surprised because mm -hmm. and. He wasn't like we didn't have people like you said. Hala one chance, one goal. But Hala had like a Dringer and like Kessie and Fofana and uh, Diakati on the other side. Yeah. He kept it down the byline and crossing and crossing. But Simen didn't have anyone. Yeah. He's like trying, and he again. He wasn't. It wasn't a hundred percent fit as well. But he's okay. still like like I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna do it for my country, bro. He was like chasing four defenders down, running. He never stopped running, but he wasn't getting service. I don't think like he's like in them Haaland Kane like level. But mm -hmm. I don't think like yeah, I don't think we should have expected him to like carry like him take everything on his own. Like run, pick the ball up from the midfield, dribble four defenders, score. Yeah, I think that was asking too much of him. You said he was chasing defenders down. That's what Calvin Lewin does, right? I was waiting for somebody to I was waiting to compare him to an other striker. We're praising him for chasing defenders down. That's what Calvin Lewin does. That's what all the players like I, Dwight McNeil, all those players. I think you're expecting too much from him. No, I wasn't. Mm. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually trying to bring it back to reality because I feel certain fans, including D-Man, make oh, man look God. like he was Harry Kane <laughs> and Haaland. Let's be honest. That he, I remember last week, D-Man was telling me, oh, if we had 
big though. You see those challenges oh, that uh, happen, those getting, <laughs> getting those pockets of space. We'll do this, we'll do that. I'm like, listen, Nicholas Jackson got better movement than big though. Oshiman, anyway, we move. Uh, I fell off. You know what? Let's do this. I know. I'm gonna take all your stuff, all your shit right now. Okay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Okay, now you sat down. Now you sat down. Now you sat up. But look, at the end of the day, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll have to discuss Victor further because I know it's you might be coming to the Premier eventually, you know. But I don't want us to make this all about you know, Afcon. Yeah. I would say this though. Like, last thing I would say, I felt like he did it. It did, did a lot of work for the team, but he didn't produce what was expected of him. Goal wise, and at the end of the day, you're a striker, even though they didn't. And to be honest, we didn't create that much in this game, particular game, but we created enough for him in the tournament itself for him to actually have more than one goal, you know. Yep. Even though, like, I also, we have to put this in mind that his Babalao probably wasn't working this tournament because he scored like two goals that had to like be taken back. One of them was taken back for a penalty, so I don't yeah. know what kind of juju that one was, but you know, it is what it is. Well, and speaking of a, of a team. That um that is actually looking at Osimhen here. Arsenal this weekend, six 0 victory. Um, and uh, for anyone listening now, right now, I think you should like put your put put on put on your condom in your ears because I'm about to jizz all over this pod about the I'm, I'm <laughs> I see Alex coughing. But uh, Fisaya, first off, I have two questions for you, Fisaya. First thing is, what do you think of that victory? And was I, I tried to find Declan Rice set piece taker for West Ham. I couldn't find it. So maybe I'm the one missing out here. But did you know that Declan Rice had the set piece ability in him? Oh my days. Yes, go on, please. I remember I can't what game was it? I think oh yeah, it was Crystal Palace. Yeah, uh, yeah, Crystal Palace. It, it took one as well. I didn't watch that game. I was like I was at work and my brother was like sending me a message like before Gabriel scored he's like oh why is Rice taking the set piece and then he's like and Gabriel scored he's like oh I guess that's why so I guess like when they went on winter break like they were with a set piece coach they were trying different things and they figure out like Declan could whip a good ball in so yeah yeah. I I thought we would always use them in the box because of his height but I guess they've unlocked something new where like his deliveries are like really good Bob it's crazy because when I look at it I'm like look Declan, 100 million pounds signing, comes in, already, he's already a beast, all the fans already love him. But then he noticed that, he noticed that area in the, in the team, the team, well, let's say the coaches as well, let's add the coaches, they all noticed an area in the team that we're not producing from. Because if you look at Trossard's crosses last few games, and Martinelli's corners from there as well, last few games, they haven't been hitting it as well as you would think you know, they should. And Declan Rice comes in, improves his set-piece ability, and all of a sudden, three assists in, in in, since January, so crazy, crazy, and uh, all the more just keeps on adding and adding to what Declan Rice is. And this guy, this guy is fucking insane. I can't even compare him to any player. This guy is just Declan. You know, he's gonna be a legend. Forget story. But um, that's that for Declan. And I'm, I'm counting. There's no other way this story can end apart from Declan being a legend. I'm sorry. But um, when you talk about the performance itself, how did you see that six-zero performance? I thought, I thought it was brilliant. Like. If we if we go back to December when we played them, it was yeah. pretty it was pretty much similar as well. Like the possession stats, the chances we had. The only difference is then we were missing. Like it, I just yeah, for some reason I felt like we would have played like two games and we wouldn't have scored. It just wasn't going our way that day. 
and this time our forwards were rootless. So this time we took our chances. Same performance, like we dominated seventy something percent possession. Like we we uh, we restricted them to just one shot on target. In the first half, they didn't have a single touch in our box. Like no West Ham player had a touch in our wow. box. Yeah, so it was just like a dominant performance. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, win that... win. Don't fo- like don't focus on anything else. Just focus on what's in front of you. Win that game, enjoy it, forget it, and then look forward to the next one. Correct. And speaking of the next one, like we do have our next game is Burnley away, which is kind of far. Uh, we still have like six, seven days. So hopefully the, the guys can get back in shape. And you know what? We finished like sixty. We finished the game at like sixty-seven minutes. So at that point, you know everybody got a good rest. So hopefully that's what we have for the next game. I mean, I could keep on going on and on about that performance. But let me not spoil your ears today. So, but uh, before we move on from Arsenal, uh, Alex, that performance, what did it show to you as a Liverpool fan? I didn't watch him. Sorry. Next. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm joking. Man. But on the real, no, keep it real. I didn't watch it, um, but I saw highlights and I heard about yep. it. Um, scary. Scary yeah. hours. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. Like, you know, in the group, I banter on and everything, but I'll keep it real. Yeah, I think you guys are the real deal. Arteta deserves a lot of credit. 6 0 away to West Ham. It's not easy because they're not playing nine men, 10 men. This is 11 v 11, and you guys made them look like amateurs. You guys have got that. It's scary to say you guys have got that. You guys look like champions. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few things that's making me. Look at you guys like champions. You guys are not considering as many goals like us and City. So you guys are up to compact in that regard. You guys have a few sharp shooters like Sasaka, Martinelli, Trossard. Your midfield looks solid. And something you guys have not added to your game, Demon, you're alluded to at the start, is your centre-backs are scoring. I remember when we won our Prem. Mm-hmm. We had Van Dyke and I can't remember yeah. his partner scoring... If your centre backs are giving you five, six prem goals a season, that goes a long way because you're gonna get a lot of tight games where you need that set piece to unlock. Like, I, I think your first goal was Saliba, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and and trust me because there'll be games where moment of brilliance is not gonna work. You need mm-hmm. that set piece, and you guys yeah. seem to have that unlock now with Gabriel and um Saliba. I think Saliba's got like three goals. Gabriel's got like five or six, and yeah. when when Feb. So come yeah. end of the season, Gabriel might have double figures and Salih <laughs> might be close to double figures. So mm. for, I almost see that as extra three to five points. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that makes me jealous. So all in all, I think you guys you guys look good. Yeah, you guys you seem to obviously go over your blip, you've got your groove back, and it's a it's a three horse race. Like like make no bones about it. I think you guys are obviously here to stay. I don't think you guys are gonna be you got you know they say oh team will fall fall wayside maybe like a Spurs or something. I don't think you guys mm-hmm. will do that. I think you guys are going all the way to the end. It's, it makes it more difficult for Liverpool because it would have been easier if we're up against one team or being up against two teams now. It's tough. It's gonna to be a lot yeah. of heartbreak come May. But Fair enough. The, the advantage Go on, Yeah, the advantage like City and Liverpool have over Arsenal is they've they have players in the squad that have been there, done it. We're still a young squad. Like what? Yeah. What Mikel is doing? That, though, you finish. No, no, no. I think that's the thing. I'm. I'm. This is what I'm saying. I want to almost rebuttal that because you guys have been there. 
You did it last season. Like you got, you got we to the line. We didn't, we didn't get game. over the line. You guys, I think I would learn. I know, but you got to the last game. Do you, do you, so, and you can almost use this as fuel. If you remember mm-hmm. the season we won it, the season before, yeah, we got to lose by yeah. one point or something. Yeah. So we yeah. won it the following season. So crazy, it can a crazy run. Yeah, so it can work. It can Wait, work. Alex, Alex, listen to Fisal. Don't try to crown us champions yet. Mm-hmm. I know what Fisal is trying to say. I know you're trying, you're trying to crown us champions in February. Calm down. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just. I'm, I'm giving you guys your flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. Like, I think it'll be a three-horse race as well, and I think that's good for the league as well. Because I think, yeah. like, when Liverpool play City, like, points will be dropped. When we play City, points will be like. So it's it's fun. Like, it's not like yeah. Previous seasons where like maybe like oh City just when City and United were in it and City win the league they're on hundred points and United got eighty one. That's not a race. Like now, like this is like better. Like I don't think I think eighty something will win the league. I'm not sure if we'll get into ninety. Yeah, definitely not. Like, yeah. You can yeah. tell that like, yeah. like the quality is good because like anyone can go play Spurs. Spurs could take up take points off someone. Villa could take points off someone. So I think it's like yeah, but right. yeah, it's it's a it's a good good good. Yeah, deal. I'm enjoying the race. I'm enjoying the race as well. And just a few more things before we move off Arsenal as well. We want to give props as well to our set-piece coach, Yova. Oh, my God. The guy has been a genius, both in defending and attacking set-pieces. If you had told me five years ago, before before Ateta, that we would become set-piece kings, I would laugh my head off. Because that was usually that would usually be something... That was usually something that used to, like, fuck us up. Gabriel Brin being, like, highest goal scorer for, for um, anybody taking set-piece since he came in the league is, is, is crazy as well. Go on, Fasal. Remember when we used to go to Stoke and we'd be scared of long throws? <laughs> I, I swear, right now, Brick Stoke will knock them about. <laughs> knock them about. Because, you know, and then you have you have cons like, uh, what's his name? Well, he's not a con, but like, he's our cunt. Uh, what's his name? Uh, ben White. If you see the way he just, he just gave a real that little, yeah, he gave a real that little push in that first goal. Like, you know, just take it a little bit. And he does that like, a few times, and that's fun. So, um, Alex, and I'm going to use this tra- to transition a little bit. To um to transition to Liverpool, Trossard. You mentioned Trossard, sharpshooter. Yeah. Is Trossard kind of like Arsenal's Diego Jota? No, stop it. Yeah, no, go on. Why not? Go on. Why not? Go on. Why not? I like Trossard. I like him. He's yeah. a good player. He's a nice. Yeah, he's a good little tidy player. But mm-hmm. he's not in like Diego Jota. And the reason I'm mm-hmm. saying that is because I feel like with Diego Jota, you could almost Diego Jota is a he's a gunman. Mm-hmm. You think of Jota, you think of gunman. You think of Trussard, you think of tidy little player. Well, I mean, that's what that's what you think of, but what he does for Arsenal, his goal contribution is quite high. And when I say kind of like um, Liverpool's Diogo Jota, what I mean is that fourth attacking option. In basketball, they'll call it the sixth man. Do you get that guy that comes off the bench and can drop the, the goals, the assists for you, the goal contributions, basically. That's why I likened him to Jota. Because on Fair a good enough. in the last few years, I think Jota has only been like a regular starter. Like when I say regular starter, like when you guys set your team up, Jota is starting that game. I think he has only been like that like once in the few years he has been at Liverpool. That season where he was going ham. But most times he has been that guy off the bench that brings the firepower. So when I say Trotta is like that, that's 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 yeah. what Okay, I'm your fault. Okay, to. not not in terms of style. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. And can still make the impact on the left. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I guess that's fair. That that's fair enough. I like Trossard. When you guys bought him, 
in my Liverpool group, I spoke about it. I was like, I would trust him would have been a bad option. He's a good, as I say, he's a good, tidy player. He can come on, he can start saying games, he's versatile. So for sure, I think I think he's been a plus to your team, definitely. Yeah, and I cool. I personally think you guys can probably go with that front three for a while. I, I don't think Jesus needs to come back. I think Jesus, especially <laughs> with, the injuries, with the injuries that he keeps picking up, he might be yeah. someone you bring off the bench as opposed yeah. to trying to trying to game to be starting games personally. Let, but. let him just come back. I we need him. I want him back. As much as I like Trossard as well. I love Trossard, you know. Cause um I when we wanted to buy Trossard, I wasn't even really that that keen on it. But I saw but you know, since he's come on he's, he's let me give you one more start that I heard today. Crazy. But apparently Trossard's goal contribution numbers matches um is, is I think it's third best behind Henry and um, Van Persie. Obviously, those ones had m- several more matches, but it's just he's just trending really well. So I just thought I'll mention him a little bit. Players, Did you say something, sir? The players that have played minimum of one thousand minutes. Yeah, one thousand. There you go. One thousand. Yeah, yeah. He scores the assists every ninety-nine minutes. Wow. So so he's trending well, and um, another player that's trending well, Darwin. Darwin is. That one is a conundrum, especially if you have him on FPL, which which I did, and he finally got a goal this week, you know. But Darwin again missed a few chances, but that's the thing about Darwin is that he keeps going, and this really good season for Liverpool, he's having a really good season. It's, it's fair to say, you know. Um, how did you see his game against Burnley? I think he played like almost the whole ninety minutes, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, he played. He played. If I'm not mistaken, I think he played the entire ninety minutes. I, and again, yeah. I love. I loved it. Darwin is my favorite Liverpool player. I said that from the beginning, and I'll, I'll down that yeah. hill. Yeah, yeah. I've I've loved Darwin from day one. I like. If, and anytime someone tries to diss him, you know, me, I'm there to defend him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and I like yeah. the fact that he's finally he's finally getting there slowly but surely. He's getting there. One thing. I, one thing. He does very well, and I've and I've said this so many times, so it's not new to you guys. Is when he plays, he never stops running, mm-hmm. which is a plus for Liverpool. The type of players we have in our defense and in our midfield, Van Dijk with his diagonals, uh, Trent, McAllister, they're they're vertical passers. They get the ball, and they want to get it forward as quick as possible, and that's what Darwin gives us. So when he doesn't play, we feel it big time, especially when Salah's not there as well, because. Our other forwards want the ball to fit. Darwin wants he's on his bike already. So it's yeah. a different dimension that he gives us. Against against Burnley, he played extremely well. He missed one or two chances, but that's Darwin for you. Like he'll miss one, then he'll score a harder chance. The chance that he scored was a beautiful, beautiful goal. A floating yeah. ball from floating ball from uh Javi Elliott. Reminded me a little bit of Saka. Saka loves those balls where you come in a little bit and fluid. And Harvey's just giving you guys a few goals like that. I think one was against Brentford. Yeah, Darwin had to like bend his head. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goal. So yeah, routine win three one. Um, did I think they were going to shock us? No, um, but they played better than with that than I thought. Like Burnley yeah. actually, yeah, they didn't come to defend like company. That's what he does. His teams they come out and they play well. They try and get they try and give you a good game, which they did. But once we found our rhythm, we settled. We started knocking the balls about. We went in front, and then the rest was history. I'm just a little bit concerned uh, about our injuries, and I've and I've been and I've been I've been talking down on our medical team for a while. You guys always say, "Oh, I'm oh, I'm extra, I'm extra." It, I'm really not extra. A lot of Liverpool fans are starting to clock. We pick up too many injuries, one, and it looks like we're rushing our players back too quickly. Because Subbers like came back, broke down again. Trent came back, yeah. broke down again. 
Um, mm. Remember Luis Diaz when he had a long term injury with Jesus, Diaz came back, broke down again. Mm. Thiago came back, he's broken down again. But Thiago's on, obviously, mm. that's expected. But yeah. when you start looking at it, how many do you now say, no, this is not unlucky? You guys need to fix up. So I'm a little bit concerned if the injuries were picking up because when I look at our rivals, Man City and Arsenal, you guys have, I know you now you're going to say, oh, you still got players like party missing. Forget party. <laughs> but my point is that you've got your core in place. Man City Bro. have got their core in place. We don't. Yeah, Salah's going to come back hopefully in a week's time. But stop us like, I don't know, it could be another two, three weeks. Same thing with Trent. So it's not looking too good. Those are two key players for us. Robinson's mm-hmm. only just come back. And I just feel like with Liverpool, one will go, one will come back, one will go. So when Trent comes back, I'm so much like I'm expecting McAllister and Jota to get injured. It's so that's the only thing that I just feel my dentals when it comes to pushing for this Premiership. We need everyone fit. But yeah, going back to the game with Tim Wayne. Uh, so um, Fisar, yeah, you wanted to fight back at all those injuries. So Alex is beginning to sound like in my United, like in my United no. party. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, and like they're the ones they're still in four competitions. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And in a way, that's a gift and a curse. Remember, yeah. it, like it, because you're in so many competitions, you start picking up injuries. Like you need to start rotating players here and there. Yes, I want mm-hmm. to win as many games as possible, but at the same time, it might end up biting us in the back. All right, fair enough. Um, Fisaya, before we, um, I need to ask uh, um, Alex one more question. But before I ask that from Alex, um, that Liverpool versus Burnley game, um, Alex did mention that, you know, they did concede quite a few chances. And Liverpool seemed to give opponents that 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 extra chance that maybe Arsenal and even Man City don't usually give. And with the injuries, you know, biting them this season, as um, Alex has, has pretty much nagged us about for about a good, better part of five minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> do you see, do you see um, Liverpool's injuries, stroke, deficiency at the back costing them in their title running? Yeah. Can I just say something before Fisai answers that question? I want to ask two things there. No, to give us no props again, I think yeah. Man City concede as many chances as us. If I'm being honest, yeah. like, even against everything, they give up, they give okay. up chances. Against Brentford, they give up chances. They do give up chances. Fair enough. Just that they do. The teams don't take. Secondly, if you look at the defensive stats now, output, not eye test. Mm. I think we're up there with you guys. As the last mm. week, we're actually better than you guys. But mm. now, I think we're now on par. So let's let's uh, let's break on that one. But decide, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Fisal. Right, fair enough. But go ahead. What happened with Allison? Is he injured? Why did Kelleher play? Um, him and Gomez flew. That's the thing. When we just we just unlucky. Flu. No. Okay. That's a random ass <laughs> injury. That's <Okay>. random. <laughs> they'll, they'll be back next week, obviously. Yeah, they'll be back next week. The reason the reason Liverpool can play the way they do. Like play a highlight because they have so much confidence in Allison. He's yeah. the he's the best shot stopper in the world. Like yeah. when one v ones, he's unreal. The amount of like times he comes out and like you think this is a goal and he like saves it. So they give up chances, but they're so confident that like Allison will mop up. Yeah. So yeah. So if they have Allison's fit, I I yeah I don't see like. I don't see the defense like really affecting them. What would affect them is if they have like if they keep on going forward in the FA Cup, going forward in the Europa League, and they just have so many games, and then they start picking up injuries and they're missing key players, and they have to play yeah. like 
every three days, every three days. That might be the thing that we get, but I don't think the defense would. Because, yeah, Allison, Van Dijk, Konate, like, Konate, when he covers that, like, uh, right side, when Trent yeah. goes, he's unreal. Van Dijk, we know Van Dijk is back to his best. And then Allison, those three are just, like, unreal. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. more injuries than their defense, if anything. Yeah. And, and you make a very good point there, Fisai, around the way we play. So, uh, Dima, it would look like we're conceding more chances. On paper, yeah, that's what it looks like. But to mm-hmm. Fisai's point... When we when we attack, we almost leave only two of them behind, Kanate and Van, yeah. and Van Dijk, knowing fully well mm-hmm. that regardless of what the position does, Van Dijk and Kanate have the pace to get back and Alisson will mop up. It's in a That's way it. similar to Villa. If you watch Villa mm-hmm. against Mania yesterday, the, the, the line is so high, but they trust Martinez to always sweep. When you guys defend, you guys almost defend with three, right? Three centre-backs, yeah. Gabriel, yeah. Uh, Saliba and um, White. Then Rice still drops, almost make it like a box four in a funny way. Zichenko comes in. So you're more compact. So not necessarily that your defense is better. Like I said, the output shows that was similar on par, but you're more compact. So you won't give up those chances. The chances you'll give up will be in a different way. Chances we give up, they're more eye-catching for highlights. Because yeah. oh, because because we're bombing forward so much of their space and channels. So match of the day will show you when Burnley had a chance because their their winger ran to the left channel. But it's it's almost like that's part of what we want. We want you to get those chances, but when we squeeze you, that's why a lot of the goals that we score are from counter press. We want to win it high up your pitch. So bam, 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 one two, one two, Salah scored. So it's it's it's, it's by design as opposed to deficiency. But anyway, right. no, no, go no, ahead. No, no. I mean, I was being a bit cheeky there. I mean, because you know, Kodate, Kodate, of course, I knew, Kodate I knew, I knew, I had to correct you. <laughs> I know Kolate is a physical beast, you know. You know, he, he pretty much he scares a lot of you know um, forwards. He's big, he's fast. I mean, obviously he has Martinelli problems, but you know that's by the way. But before we leave Liverpool, just one more question here, Darwin. You know, we already talked about him. Now moving forward, you know, next season is going to be a new strike, a new manager, new blah blah blah, and a new team, pretty much. Do you see? Darwin has somebody that your club can build around moving forward. I mean, your attack can build around pretty much. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think, I think, I think that's what we're gonna have to do, regardless of which coach comes in. The front runner is looking like Alonso at the moment. He's got Boniface, who he's almost. Yep. I won't say building his team around him, but he's his gunman. Darwin, mm-hmm. Darwin can do that job. It's a big, mm-hmm. strong specimen. So I think for sure, Darwin, someone who can build around, especially when you add to the fact that. When you watch Darwin, he's not someone who just stays in the box 18. He drifts left, he drifts right. So that will help the two guys who are almost the two tens that will be behind him, which can be Salah, because Salah's game is starting to evolve. He doesn't he doesn't rely on that whole pace anymore. He can play as an inside 10, and that left side can be taken by someone like uh what's his name? Uh, the guy at uh Liverpool at the moment. That's probably okay. what I'll go for. Who? Yeah. Say that again? Learning Vert. That's him. That's the one. Oh, Clarence. Boy, boy. And since we're talking about uh, Leverkusen a little bit, I know Boniface has been mad for them this season. But it's crazy because, like, I think Boniface is, is, is quite different from Patrick Schick, Fisayo. I mean, because I know he, he was actually injured for a while and I think he's back now. You know, nice beating of Bayern um, yesterday. Yeah. And Alonso is able to work with both type of strikers, even though both of them are, like, I think both physical as well. But go on, Fisayo. Yeah, Bunny Face is injured right now. Like he's I, even I, injured as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been out for a while. He's like he's still on crutches. That's why he didn't go to Afcon. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Pat Patrick was on the bench. They he started with what's his name? I mean, I mean, Adley. I don't. Yeah. Adley, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy wasn't he the one that um, from a canoe court one time like this? I was very surprised he should have scored. Oh, yeah, when they, yeah, exactly. He was slow, but McCarrick. Yeah, was well, some yeah. Yeah, because that guy is in mid I always thought he was in mid So anyway, when he I saw him, I thought I was like. Alonso played with two four. He played with Nathan, Nathan Teller and that guy. There and, you go. There you go. And two strikers on the bench. They bought this Spanish guy from was this Sociedad Boya Iglesias. Okay, so, there you go. Face was injured, so he bought him in January for the rest of the season. But he didn't. He didn't start. He started with a false nine. But yeah, Alonso is just. I remember like speaking to Namdi about it because I'd I'd been reading up about him and like what he was doing in the youth setup. But I think he was associated that he was at the youth setup, and I was saying this was when we were having issues with Unai, and I said yeah. I would love us to get Mikel and Alonso because I know like that start? yeah like best friends like they grew up together even when like they were playing Liverpool and Everton they were neighbors they were like they've always been like tight. So when like Leverkusen went for him, I was like, I'm gonna keep an eye on this guy because I think he will do well. They were struck yeah. in relegation. He yeah. like uh, kept them up, took them to a Europa semi final. I think they only. I think it was Roma that beat them. Uh, it was Jose's team, and then this season, what he's done, like, is just unreal. Yeah, unreal. I mean, you watch them. You watch them. What he does with Frimpong and Grimaldo, Oof, sure. it's just crazy. Crazy, like imagine you could imagine. I mean, it's like watching. It's not exactly like watching that, but you know, when you look at Primpong and Grimaldo, it's almost like Robertson and Trent back then when those guys were too hot. Mm-hmm. On those two, like, you can't stop them. They are yeah. they are coming for you. They are coming for you. So, um, we'll leave that alone. You know, and it'll be so funny if Harry Kane does it with it. I mean, <laughs> it's mad what they, it's mad what they say about the Spurs cost, but it does follow you. So Bro. it does follow you, you all around. You know, they take Kane. They went and take Dyer as well. Dyer, yeah. <laughs> Joker. Anyway, did you guys so see? Uh, did you see Muller's, uh, um He was pissed. Postman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was pissed. He was he's, pissed he's, about. He's, 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 I almost felt like I almost felt like he was auditioning for the job. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one to watch. That would be a good one to watch. Um, I know we mentioned Harry Kane as well. So speaking of strikers as well, I asked I asked Fisal this question earlier. Fisal was like, "What kind of question is you know?" Fisal was like, "This is a dud question." You know, there's, there's no argument here. But I asked him, "Is Haaland the best striker in the world?" And Fisal was like, "You know, definitely. You know, it's Haaland." But I think Mbappe has a big say in this. But Fisal, you don't think he's a striker, do you? Okay, so let me let me say this. I don't think if even if you ask him ask Mbappe himself, that's why yeah. he that's why he had a falling out with who was the manager of PSG who kept on playing him up front and he didn't want he said play me on the left. Yeah, so he's, a, he's a forward. He's not a striker. But I'll tell like Haaland, I don't think right now he's the best. He will be. Okay. I think currently the best striker in the world is Harry Kane. Oh, there you go. There you go. There, that's a good one. He's the best striker in the world. I think okay. Haaland will get there. Like if if we're talking about just goals, yeah, Haaland, But like Kane does, Kane scores as well. Mm-hmm. And like does uh, look look at last season where uh, Haaland scored thirty six in the league. Kane yeah. scored thirty in the Tottenham that was struggling. Yeah, he did. That Man City team, he's scoring those goals as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I'm. I mean, 
I'm in complete agreement with Isaiah. I think Harry Kane is the best striker in, in, in the world right now, bar none. Um, Alan and Alan is a he's a beast, he's an animal. He's probably second best. He will score as many goals as Kane, but where Kane edges it for me is two things. Kane's got a little bit more variety in his goals, and two, mm -hmm. Kane will give you those assists. Alan does it. I looked, I looked at, I looked at stats though. Alan, I don't know by hook or by crook. He still gets numbers assists, but I think that's yeah, just yeah. down to the fact that Man City creates volume of chances and they've got a lot of gunmen. So Haaland might yeah. just pass the ball to Foden, who will dribble 10 people and score. And get <laughs> that assist. But Kane's assist is more purposeful, you know what I mean? Like, Kane is assisting you. You know, he's he putting work to make sure you score that tapping, as opposed to just a regular pass. So, yes, I think yeah. Kane, um, Kane is number one at the moment. And I agree. I don't think... Uh, Mbappe is a striker per se. It's similar to uh, Salah. That's the curse that these players get. They're they're wide men, but because they score goals like strikers, they, the numbers are, co are comparable. You guys call them strikers. Uh, Mbappe is not a striker. He's he's a he's a wide forward. He's like Vinny Junior. If he keeps scoring at the rate at which he's scoring in the next season, other people are going to call him Vinny Junior striker. He's not. Yeah, so since that you since you mentioned Vinny there. Uh, and this is for, for both of you as well. Uh, if Real Madrid do buy um, Mbappe, do they just play him up front and tell him and Vinny to work it out? Yeah, that, that, that okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let Fisaya go. Fisaya go, because I just spoke. Like, um, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, what are they going to do? This season, Ancelotti, like, had to change, had to change it up and play Rodrigo and Vinny as, like, uh, as two strikers with Bellingham just behind them. So he's playing, like, a yeah. fourth one two, so I'm sure he'll come if they get Mbappe. I'm sure he'll come up with something as well. Rodrigo will probably be the one to like lose out, and he'll probably play Vinny and Mbappe, and like they'll have the license to like go out, drift wide, come up, uh, leave space for Bellingham to drive through. I'm sure, yeah, they'll work something out. But I think yeah. Rodrigo is the one that will miss out. Uh, fair yeah. enough. Um, Alex, before you answer that as well, seeing KDB and Haaland back as well, you know, I mean. <sighs> How, how does that look for that? I mean, it just seems like Man City's title challenge is about to start. It's about to start. It's about to go into top gear, pretty much. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Arsenal Liverpool should be too scared. And I, the reason why yeah. I'm saying that is, who Man City really played? When mm. you remember about about six weeks ago, we looked at the fixtures and we all agreed that they'll probably win the next seven or eight, which mm -hmm. is what they're doing. So they're doing what we expected them to do. I'm even up, I've got a little bit more confidence now when I've actually watched the display. They were not that great against Brentford. They were not that great against Everton. Or even Newcastle. So it's not like they're blowing these teams away 6-0, 7-0. They beat Burnley 3-1 at home. So I think I, I think once once we beat them, I'll say that again. Once we beat them, it will make things very interesting. Because yeah, when I look at Man City at the moment, yes, they've got KDB back, and he's 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 a cheat code. Like he's one that can he can turn freaking water to wine and stuff like that. Like what he does in the pop is it's crazy at the moment. But as long as Arsenal keep winning, which is what you're doing, as long as we keep winning, we just hang in there. We've got to play them. You've got to play them. If we if if we if we beat them or we'll even get a draw, and you get a draw against them, it, op it opens it up. So I think, and they've mm. still got Spurs away. So there are a few teams that they've still got to play that can cause problems for them, and I'm mm -hmm. still I'm, I'm, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that KDB picks up another injury. I'm hoping because if he picks up another injury, 
They're done. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? I'm hoping with you as well. Before you talk, I'm hoping with you as well because, you know, I don't want Man City to win it. I would actually rather Liverpool won it than Man City. Ask, Even if I have to hear you talk about it all summer, <laughs> I'd rather take that than another Man City um, victory. But Fizal, did you want to say something before I move on? Yeah, yeah. I was just the same thing. I don't want like them winning, of course. But what I would yeah. say to them, whenever they get, like I'm going to use a basketball analogy, whenever they get to this period, like from August to January, for them, it's like regular season in basketball. So they're just going through the yeah. motion. As soon as it's the turn of the year, they go into playoff mode. And then mm. have, like, even if it's like 1-0 or 2-0, they're doing enough to just win. And that's how it happens. They start getting this like wins and then start rolling and start rolling. I just hope teams that play them don't like don't have that fear and like, end up thinking, oh, we're going to lose. So they lose before they've even kicked the ball. Like, that's my thing. Never know what can them. Like, take the game to them. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. You yeah. might get something. And uh, yeah. it's, it's good that you that. that. Go on. Yeah, the only just after that is, is, I won't say it's impossible, but it's very tough for, for a team to go 25 winning streak. They are on six at the moment. For them yeah. to win the league, they'll need to win the remaining, about 15 games left, right? So you're looking at 21 yep. games win winning run. Is that really possible? If they do that, then kudos to them. But I look at it like after a while, a lot of averages will have to kick in. After yeah. 10 or 11, they'll have to lose one game. So they're on That's number true. six. When we lost to Arsenal, like I told you, I expected you it. You yeah, like yeah. I think we were like 14 unbeaten or something. Like you, you, you just can't keep going. After a while, you, you just lose. It's it's that life. So I'm seeing them, they're on six now. Like I said, I expect them to win all these games. I expect them to drop points very soon. It might not be a loss, mm. but drop points very soon. And it's who can take advantage of it, Arsenal or Liverpool. My fear, and I, I don't, it's not about Liverpool anymore, I will switch. My fear is Brentford away, our next game. I almost I almost think that by this time next week, we'll be in third position and that will kill Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean that would make that would, that would it's only it's, it's only two points. It's a two point yeah, it's only two points, only two points. So it's yeah, gonna I, swing each way. It's gonna keep swinging. And I look yeah. at the game because before Man City lose again, or if they if they're even gonna lose it's Anfield. I don't think they're gonna lose any game before then. That's one. Mm. Then I look at your fixtures. You've got easy games for a while as well. We've got easy games too, but this Brentford away is scary because after Brentford we've got Luton and Nottingham Forest, which I think will win. But Brentford away. Hmm. That yeah. was a dicey one. Yeah. Fizar, did you want to say something else? I was gonna. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, Man City played Chelsea this weekend, but you never know what Chelsea. Come on, did. man! Come on, man! To be fair, yeah. you're right because I don't know. Chelsea, Chelsea well against... went. Yeah. yeah, they did draw against them earlier this season, did yeah. they? Or yeah. did they beat yeah. them? Chelsea are quite weird. Chelsea are four, very four, weird. Four, four. Four, four, four. Yeah, but, like I, I've said also, Chelsea are a young team, so they're going to be inconsistent as fuck. Right. Every base, yeah, they're going to just be inconsistent as fuck. So moving on a bit to um, top four challengers, you know, I wish we had Shola on on this one, but it, it's, it felt like United, to emphasize, it felt like United announced themselves on the uh, top four challenge. Uh, uh, I don't know what's, what the word I'm looking for here, is, but it looks like United actually announced themselves as good top four um, challengers right now with that display against Aston Villa. Yeah, they finally joined the party. Yeah, there you go. Remember, the I, there was a podcast where you like asked us to, to make our case for who we thought would come forth. Yeah, you and said it. 
I, I'm still gonna stick with Man. I just don't. There's even though they don't play well, there's something about them where they just like get a result. They're like, jammy. They're very jammy. Ugly Villa, wins. Ugly bro, wins. Villa were all over them, but they just yeah found a way. Like I don't know what McTominay has done this season and how he's scoring. <laughs> all I don't know. Even, Wolves, Wolves, even when they playing. played Wolves, Wolves played yeah. a good game against them. So I agree. They just yeah. find a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, ETH is a, is a very annoying coach in the sense that he knows how to win Aussie. But go yeah. on, Fisayo. They plus they they're completely out of Europe, so they don't yeah. have to worry about like midweek games or anything. They're still in the FA Cup, but yeah, I think there's only like I don't think I think it's only when you get to, like quarterfinals that's when they like start rearranging Premier League games. So for for now they're not gonna like have any like oh we're not gonna play this weekend because we so it's just rest up play rest up play so them and them and newcastle and tottenham yeah had, villa still in europe so i think that that might be and that's why i said as well like once that thursday sunday starts again that's where like villa might start falling away and knowing unai how much he loves europe i wouldn't be surprised if he like focuses more on that because if he yeah. wins then they they're guaranteed to be in Europe again next season. So like I think he would focus on that. That's like a trophy he can actually like win. So yeah, yeah he might shift his attention to that. So I think United, they just have some. I, yeah, I just see them sneaking in. Yeah, and um, Aston Villa as well today. They lost that camera guy. Was actually been immense for them this season. So yeah. um, I I actually agree with what you said. Europe as well. To be honest, if you're an Aston Villa fan. You would really want the team to focus on Europe as well. Yeah. I mean, top four is nice and it's great, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, a trophy in Europe. See what it did for West Ham. See how happy yeah. the fans were last year. So you would really want that to happen. And then Alex as well, a chat, a, a top four challenger. And I think this is probably um, the biggest threat to anyone else to get to the top four right now. Is Spurs? They are having most of their good players come back. You mm-hmm. understand? And like Fisayo said. They don't have any European um, games. I'm not even sure if they are still in the FA Cup. I think, no, Master City knocked them out. Master City beat them. No, you know, so now, yep, so now they have Madison, they have Son, they have Richarlison, who is finally finding some form. You know, uh, do you see my United, their biggest problem is their defence, which is kind of like one of the, all all, tight, all four um, contenders, most of them have defensive issues. So when you look at, at, at that Spurs team, do you see them as their as the biggest challengers to United, or can Newcastle, you know, choke it inside that inside that post? No, no, no. I, I think it's between Spurs and Man United. So, so mm-hmm. I've got to agree. I've got to agree with Fisai. I think Man United will will push for that fourth spot, but I think Spurs will get it because I don't see anything United have more than Spurs when it comes to like outside commitments. Um, <laughs> Spurs don't have anything distracting them. One, Spurs have all their players back now as well. And Andrew's a front foot uh, coach. So he's not going to go into games to get draws and whatnot. He's going to try and win every game possible. And um, I think that would just help them stay ahead of United. United, yes, they've got players back. But if Luke Shaw is out for a considerable amount of time, I think that will hurt them because he's a big player for them. He he gives yeah. them a different dimension on that left with Rashford. And I think someone alluded to it yesterday. Once he went off, they started considering... Chances they couldn't they couldn't do anything from that side so he'll be a big miss if he's out for a while but yeah I think the way I see it, I think Spurs will come fourth Man United will come fifth 
Villa and Newcastle, seventh, eight. That's what. That's probably where they will end up between Spurs and Man United. But Spurs for me, I just think they've got they've got a lot of firepower. They've got Brendan Johnson is starting to score. Timo Werner's there. Stone, yeah. which I'm saying. So they're not bad. They're not bad at all. Yeah, there you go. And um, hopefully Chelsea finish um, page one this season, so that at least they can join us. They can join us on page one this season. Um, and before before we go, uh, last question I want to ask you guys: um, your moments of the weekend, you know. And I'll go first because this is my moment, and this is pretty much the reason why I asked the question has to be when Declan Rice scored against um, against you, West Ham. Of course, I'm going to go for that. I just I like the way he he literally just carved everybody down. Like yeah. Yep, this was Kobe. And I, I think, I, I, Alex, I told you last weekend that this guy is coming for revenge. He, 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 and I told you, and I, you know what's so funny? Saka actually said, Saka, Saka said, we smelled blood. And I could swear I said those exact words on the pod that we smell blood. We're going for these guys. We're going to kill these guys because the way we beat them against, sorry, the way they beat us at the Emirates was just, it, it shouldn't have happened. Do you understand? So, I love how Declarice reacted. Apparently, some of the fans, whoever was left, was still we're clapping. clapping. <laughs> we're clapping for him. But that was a majestic performance. 10 over 10. That's what you that's what you pay 100 million for. So that was my moment of the weekend. Declan Rice scoring and refusing to celebrate and just acting all class that day. So what about you, Fisaya? What, what, what would you say was your moment of the weekend? My moment of the weekend was Mikel Arteta bringing on Ethan Wanieri. Yeah, good one. That's a good one. Like, we've been shouting his name. We want to see more. <laughs> Bro, apparently on the bench, the players were saying to him, bring him on, bring him on. Apparently, yeah. the main person that was saying it was Jorginho. Jorginho oh, yeah? Bring, yeah, like, bring on Ethan, bring on Ethan. When he came on, bro, I like the way, like, because Odegaard understands what it's like to be that young and, like, people oh. expect that much of you. Like, went up straight up to him, shook his hand. Every time he got the ball, he was passing it to him, just making yeah. him feel like involved in the game. And he just looked like he was one of, like, he was so composed. He didn't give a single ball away. He would yeah. always feel he found a man. He was he didn't even try and play safe. He was playing between the lines, like, playing lovely balls. Yeah, I was, that was my moment of the weekend. Yeah, and um, I'll just pick back on that a little bit as well. I know this this podcast is pretty much like an Arsenal conference, but you know what? We won six 0 so if you don't like it, gotta wear rubber. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, what I was Ethan to the like like you said, I liked his calm, his composure. There were a lot, and I liked the fact that everybody wanted to give the ball to him. Everybody just always seemed to be looking at him like, oh, where's this guy? Let me touch it to him. Let me pass it to him. And like you mentioned, Jorginho as well. I actually think Jorginho is going to make a great coach. And you know what? I don't. I don't actually mind if we keep him on until he until he starts learning his coaching badges and all that. I think he has already learned. He already has some of them. License, yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. So license. just keep him on, man. This guy, yeah, he, he has. He looks like he has a brilliant mind. So keep him on. So Alex, finally, you. Um, what was your moment of the weekend? My one was um Curtis Jones second half moving to mm. right back. I don't know if oh. I don't even I don't know if a lot of people noticed. He probably oh, yeah. didn't. Yeah, he played. Yeah, I didn't he, notice. It. I, didn't, I noticed yeah. him wide, but I didn't know that he was yeah, playing wide. Yeah, but. the strength, strength went off halftime. Um, oh, okay. Bradley's still out. Gomez had the flu, so Mister Reliable Curtis Jones went to right back, and he d- didn't look out of place. A lot of Liverpool yeah. fans were actually 
trolling trends that how can Curtis Jones look better than your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, but that because one thing Curtis Jones gives you, and I've been saying it for a while, and people are slowly starting to see he mm-hmm. he's so press resistant. He doesn't give the ball away. His biggest issue is that sometimes he hangs on the he hangs on to the ball too long. Oh. He he thinks he's Jack Grealish, but like he's so <laughs> composed on the ball. He he's tactically aware. Klopp now trusts him big time. He's talking about there right back and. Sometimes he'll play. He has played DM for us before, and he set up as a left winger. So I think he's 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 one that is, is rapidly maturing with every game. But yeah, I was I was I was very pleased for him. He came second yeah. second half right back, no shakes, boom, played very well. Yeah, no worries. I mean, I I like um I like that you mentioned him. I've noticed him as well. I think on the last pod or two or three pods ago, we spoke about it. I spoke about how club yeah. seems to be moving him all around the pitch. Sometimes you see him very high up on the left. You, see, you know, mm-hmm. he's not always just sitting down in the middle. You guess, mm-hmm. so it's good. And though, even though my question was the best moment, I didn't say the best performance. So I don't know I why. Did, you, just had, you, just had, you just had to do it. I said, second half, when I saw my right back, that was a moment yeah. for me. I was like, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that one. Because I know you, you, really you had to drop your lip. Darwinian scoring and going crazy. <laughs> 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 right, fair enough. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So if you've listened to us um, so far, thank you for listening to us. For this long, uh, follow us, like us uh, on uh, F- the Differential FPL on Twitter. And you can watch this on YouTube as well. Thank you all. And um, catch us on all your podcasts. Hopefully oh, this time next week we'll be talking about Chelsea defeats because they're about to lose. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't lose it already. I didn't. Oh no, it's not started. Hopefully, <laughs> look, I always like it. Hopefully, we'll get a Chelsea fan on the next one. You know, it's always nice to roast them. Yeah, they always available for a good roasted. But you know what? We need their help next week. So, you know, hopefully, yeah. we'll just, we'll just, we'll, we'll be praying for them that they get yeah. their shit together. Till then, okay. Till then, then. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and thank you all for listening. Thank you and goodbye.